You are listening to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. Welcome back. It is your Outspoken Boys and your favorite day of the week. It is Hot Mess Sunday. And this is, as usual, a packed show. It is. Lots we of excitement going on. Do we do it any other way here? No. no. It's not fun. Yeah, otherwise. exactly. We, we want to give you good things, <laughs> and good things are a coming. Right. And what's coming up in this show is, of course, we're going to be talking to two people with the American Diabetes Association. There's an important event coming up in May, and we want to talk about that. We also have actress Morgan Keene, who is in the road production of Newsies that is coming to town on May 3rd. We're talking to her. And, of course, the man of the hour. We will have Jonathan Slavin. Uh, He is the co-star of ABC sitcom Dr. Ken. He is going to come and talk to us in the second hour today. So it's going to be a lot of fun and probably a little bit messy. It will be fun and messy. Now, speaking of uh, Newsies and the INB, uh, we'll be seeing that on the on on May third. But we saw on Tuesday last Tuesday Sufferfest. It was their final National Geographic was, live installation. We heard me complain last week. Yeah, because anything called Sufferfest, I, I'm not sure I want to be a part of. It. Yeah, you, <laughs> it sounds like painful. Well, and and going into it, we knew it was about uh, a rock climber. Uh, bike ride, a uh, 500 mile bike ride, right, something like that. So, awful. yeah, going into it, I was like, well, I don't know. So, Jonathan wasn't excited. I was all about it. You were. And um, I was actually, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Just a really reminder, was. it was the last of Nat mm-hmm. Geo Live, which was, of course, we're one of 14 cities that gets that in Spokane. It was the last one for this season, but they announced that they will be coming back next year yeah. for a third season. It looks good. They have some really, really fun things. Right. And in remember, stock. this is fun. You can you go and you mm-hmm. get to, to hear the science scientists or the the adventurers speak to you live um you can talk to them afterwards they're in the yes. lobby uh bring the kids i mean there's a lots of fun things oh, to yeah. do and it's yeah. a great thing in spokane mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. that we can have some pride in yeah and you know what all of these explorers adventurers photographers all of these national geographic people are really really fun and interesting they um are. yeah this last tuesday uh cole he had a great time did he um, enjoy he it? He loved it. So that was his favorite one. So, oh, he, and wow. th- like they ge- keep getting better and better and better. So come see them next Do year. It. You can buy s- a season pass for it, actually. Can, yeah, mm-hmm. you can. I have to say, so Kurt, yeah. our fearless producer back there, thought he was funny. And our whole conversation last week where I'm like, I don't want to go anything to anything called Sufferfest and I was making jokes. He sent it. To Lyria, who is our contact and the head of a uh, vice president of, of WC, West, yeah, yeah, West Coast Entertainment. West Coast Entertainment. Wow. I didn't know he. Her. I didn't know he sent it. I didn't know that till today either. Kurt, and and thank God it went well. Okay, <laughs> so they, they she liked thought it. it. Was funny. All right, but yeah. Um, Actually, the guy who did it, Sufferfest is the name of the first film he did when yes. they did the first time, and there's Sufferfest too. I actually uh, encourage anybody who thinks who wants to see an adventure yeah. uh, to check it out. I think it's mm-hmm. really cool that he's doing mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. There are lots of you athletic people there. There were. Yeah. I'm trying no, to it was, be it's you, fun. but it's hard. Well, it, it's slow, slow, slow. <laughs> hey, no, it but it's fun. I, I, the, it's the movie you should go see, it's a 500-mile bike ride. Uh, and they they ride to a mountain, climb all the way to the top, go back down, ride some more, and it uh, looks, looks it pretty painful. It was like painful. 48 <laughs> peaks they, they climbed. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was impressive. So I'm just looking to survive what we'll talk about later, which is the Tour de Cure 
uh, make any of that. So I'm not going to do yeah. 700, <laughs> 500 miles, no, no, whatever no. it is. Yeah. We don't have to do that. <laughs> well, so actually, we'll everybody should get involved because we don't have to go that far. Yes. So the other thing that's happening, we started filming It's Awkward last week. We did. Um, had a lot of fun filming that. Uh, we finished filming the first episode of It's Awkward today. Um, so watch for that. I'm hoping to have everything edited and up for people to laugh at mm-hmm. in about a week. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it's then, a lot of work. It's a lot of, it's it's a lot of work a lot to of edit work. it down. Um, but we'll be releasing those episodes once a month. So keep an eye out for that. We posted some pictures. John Brennan was the extra we used. Mm-hmm. And everybody's been enjoying pictures of John Brennan. Yeah. Just, as, just playing a barista. They love him. Well, I'm like, that's know. fine. As long yeah. as you, as long how, as how you can watch. you not? Yeah. <laughs> I know. How can you not? The so. entire time he, uh, he was there, Jonathan was shaky and nervous. And I was. Too, uh, too I'm scared never. to talk to him. I yeah, I'm it. never I shaky love it. and nervous. Yeah. And, it worked it for the character, though. It did. It was supposed to be. A little. Uh, another okay. thing this week, uh, if any of you are subscribers to uh, The Spokesman or picked up a copy, or you yeah. can even go check it online, uh, Jonathan, your article, uh, article about you, came out in The Spokesman it did. Uh, this week. I didn't week. think it was ever going to come out. They, we did this interview yeah. like a month ago. A month ago. Well, <laughs> you, did, you know how it goes. It great. takes a bit of time. Well, here's the funny thing. I didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. I just plus we didn't have the date. Re- I didn't know until like three days before. Yeah, um, I got the text from the reporter. So it's going out. And what's funny is I didn't even look at the paper. Kurt had shared a link, and so I had seen. Oh, there it is. I read it. I I I thought it was respectfully done mm-hmm. and, and great, mm-hmm. and so I appreciated that. But then I come into my job, and I didn't realize on the front page there's this banner across the top, and there, it's just my it's this little thing in my face. It's like me and a microphone and nothing else. And I'm yeah. like, is is that? Yeah. And then you go to C1, <laughs> yep. and that's where the actual story is. Uh. People at work were very nice, and they teased me a great deal about it. But that was a big honor for me. My mother's probably going to get like 500 copies because she's, you know, that's mom. Yeah. Um, and it references what well. we've talked about, which is the uh, Diabetic Forecast mm-hmm. magazine mm-hmm. sharing an essay that I wrote. Um, we know that since then I have been very vocal about being diabetic. And so in just a few minutes, we're going to continue that commitment for education for people mm-hmm. and to talk about a disease that a lot of us don't talk about. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we've talked a lot about you, my athletic friend, you know, of what you've learned and how you, how supportive you are and how yeah. important right. it is to have those around us that maybe don't have this disease, but be we need people allies. who support us. Mm-hmm. Be our allies, be our cheerleaders, and mm-hmm. that's it's a great deal of help to me to have people like that. So we're going to continue that conversation as we will throughout the months um, with the ADA this morning. One last thing before we get to that, though, everybody's sad. Yeah, everybody said Prince died. We lost. We lost another one. Another one, F- fifty-seven years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, David Bowie, just a couple months ago, we lost yes, him. Yes, yeah. And we were talking about, you know, it's another artist, David Bowie, knowing, knowing, known to be gender nonconforming, really, mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. the way he presented himself. Prince is very much like that as well. Yeah, he definitely pushed the boundaries there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and very influential artist. It's always sad when we, we lose influential artists, um, and especially at such a young age. No one knows why yet. Yes. There's speculation. There's speculation that it was uh, from the flu, because he had flu-like symptoms and before. And then you have people but, saying you know, it was drug overdose. You never, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. I it's mean, not he, confirmed. He and, canceled an Atlanta mm-hmm, show because mm-hmm. he did have to be taken to the hospital with flu-like symptoms. Yes. He was found in his elevator in his in his home. Yeah. Um, we won't know till this week. They are doing the autopsy, and this week we find out. But we are all very sad yes. that Prince is gone. And in mm-hmm. honor of that, we will take a b- brief break. We 
are going to do a, a song from Prince, mm-hmm. and then we're going to come right back with Julie Lockhart, who is the associate director of the American Diabetes Association in Central and Eastern Washington and Northern Idaho, and also a diabetic champion for education and advocacy efforts in the Northwest, Mike Jackson, will be with us as well. But until then, we're going to play Kiss by Prince. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. Uh, this is Outspoken. And we've been playing Prince today because... In honor of so the sad. late... I know. Great. The late, the great. Prince. Um, we do want to take a moment to thank the people that support Outspoken. Outspoken receives support from Mediterranean Restaurant Mediterranean-inspired cuisine featuring fresh Mediterranean, Persian, and Northwest ingredients, serving lunch and dinner daily and brunch every Sunday, located in downtown Spokane at 19 West Main Avenue. More information at 309-3116. Outspoken receives support from the Unitarian Universalist Church of Spokane, serving the community with a non-dogmatic religious environment, welcoming all people regardless of race, sexual orientation, gender identity, or physical ability. Information online at uuspokane.org or 509-325-6383. Outspoken receives support from Nine Bar and Bistro, featuring a full bar, food menu, and trivia. On Thursday nights, located at 232 West Sprague Avenue, more information is available at 509-747-1621. Outspoken is funded in part by the Pride Foundation. For more information, visit pridefoundation.org. Outspoken receives support from the Northwest Fair Housing Alliance, a local nonprofit that provides education, counseling, and advocacy to help eliminate housing discrimination and ensure equal housing opportunity. Information available at one 800 200 Fair and online at nwfairhouse.org. Yay. So thank you to all of those. We, uh, <laughs> Kurt's panicking because I sent him downstairs because I do believe someone forgot their jacket. <laughs> so we've locked them out of the building. No jacket for you. No jacket. I know. No. Go, go freeze, please. <laughs> I know. Freeze, please. No, freeze. just kidding. So here's the, uh, here's the deal. We're coming up very soon. We're going to be talking to Morgan Keene, who is part of the roadshow for Newsies. We're very excited. It's coming to the INB Performing Arts Center May 3rd through the 8th. We're going to be down there opening night, May 3rd, uh, and we hope to see you all there. We mm-hmm. love it. We love going to musicals. It's a thing. I know. They're so much fun. I know. We so, love them. Kurt hates them, but you yes, know, he does. That's go. why he doesn't go. Yeah, we go and anyway. That's what's amazing. If you do... Uh, want tickets, you can go to wcebroadway.com or you can call 1-800-325-SEAT. Uh, so those are ways to get tickets. So in just a, a couple minutes, we're going to be doing that. We have been spending the first uh, part of our show talking about the important subject of diabetes. Yeah. Um, and thank you know thank you to uh, Erica Curlis, who was the reporter who interviewed me for the uh, diabetic article that came out in the Spokesman Review. Um, it was a follow-up to the article that I wrote uh, in January for the magazine, uh, Diabetic Forecast magazine. And it has been quite a... Uh, yeah. It's funny. It's like re-coming out. I found out 11 years ago, and now you know I'm taking more of a public stance mm-hmm. on it. And it's a good conversation. And what I enjoy uh, that we kind of touched touched on in that interview is this aspect of the friends that we have that don't have it. Yeah. What it's like to, you know, because let's face it, every day, and if I'm doing it right, it, I, I have to do better. 
every day when you're out and about with your friends, you're going to lunch with your friends, it's something that affects decisions you have to make. Right. You ha- yeah. Um, yeah. If you're open, then it's not awkward. Mm-hmm. It's not that weird, like, oh, what am I going to say? It just is. Yeah. And it's an yeah. education process for everyone. But here's the thing. It's not, that's not just a diabetic thing. If you care about your friends, there are things that we all have that we all need to be aware of. Please, exactly. Sergey's yeah. lifestyle is athletic. Yeah. He mm-hmm. works out. He does healthy things. When we're out, I'm aware of that. It, a lot right. of times it affects where we choose to, to meet yeah. for food yeah. or coffee. Mm-hmm. And even then, yeah, it affects it affects what we choose to do, where, what time, yeah. all of it, absolutely. So I think, yeah, it's I'm glad you're so open about it now, and you know, um, you know, I think that's so important for everyone to learn to kind of support each other. Right. Uh, brings you into the community. What have you learned, and like, what's something that's like? you know, new to you now that it's so support is new out there. (laughs) Not because it didn't exist. Obviously it did, but support only exists if you are willing to be vocal about it. I will say, um, as, as those meanies online, what they don't understand is that we all need support Mm -hmm. in some way. We all Mm -hmm. need cheerleaders in some way. I have been pleasantly surprised by the cheerleaders in my life. Like today, there's a slow cooker going on in my house. You and I talked. I love it. We had our coffee that lasts forever. Mm -hmm. I was inspired. I made sure to go out and get the cookbook, get all my organization tools. And right now at home is this amazing white bean chili. The thing, you know what the thing I really Mm -hmm. wish people understood? The diet is not really a diet as much as it's Eat a balanced diet. Yeah. Eat, eat eat a balanced meal plan. Yeah, it's what everybody should eat. It's I normal. Love that. It's exactly what everybody mm-hmm. should eat. That's the nor. That's just a it's good, just healthy balance. Yeah. Balanced so diet. there aren't. There isn't a lot of specialty. You watch yeah. carbs. Yeah. You. But the other thing that I don't think a lot of people understand is, you don't cut out all carbs. Mm-hmm. A healthy diet has some. But it's just that we yep. have been raised in our culture that we have heavy carbs. I know. On every, everywhere, you know, yeah. On everything else. Yeah. So, you know, knowing that there are people out there, it also helps when you have friends that know and that can hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, but are still your fun f- friends. You know, those things yeah. are... Those things are important because it makes you go, oh, maybe I do. Right. Well, and here, and and I'm just gonna open a window into our friendship here. Whenever, <laughs> if if you're friends with me, I'm sorry. Whenever uh, one of my friends is like, well, here's here's what I have to do. I go on board and go over the top and say, okay, well, let me get to the very extreme. Make sure you're doing everything perfectly. I'm gonna support you 100. <laughs> are you going to the gym? Are, yes. What are you eating right now? Are you eating healthy? You're you hardcore. had a candy cane. Okay, go <laughs> like go to the gym extra. You, are you know. Hardcore. I, cheerleader. I I get overboard. So that's that's been happening in our friendship. Um, <laughs> you are a hardcore cheerleader. Sometimes I'll tease you because yeah. I make everything a joke, and you'll be like, um, "Yeah, you need the gym today." Like, <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? What uh, <laughs> what's with that, Judgey McJudgerson? What's happening? But it, it what is great is that you're a cheerleader that has that aspect of accountability to it. Yeah. So, but right. it is good because it means your friends support you. You yeah. know. Yeah. It's out of love. It's it is out of love. It's out of love. And it it also tells me that when I want to be cheesy and proud of myself, that I'll mm-hmm. snap a picture of my chili and I'll send it to you and be like, "Look, I did it! I did it!" See, and but I'll be excited fun. and ask for yeah. the recipe. Exactly. I want that white chili. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I that recipe. Um, is going to last me a good couple years because <laughs> it made so much. I wasn't paying attention but to... But isn't that beautiful? Because is, you don't have, have to worry about... Lunch. Exactly. Just leftovers for lunch. Well, one of my big Love things it. is to plan. My mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. as you tell me ever all the time, 
you know, if you're going to make big changes, you need to, you really need to oh, yeah. make it in structure steps. and, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you will, it's the easiest thing to fall apart is if you build the pyramid all oh, at once. all the time. You know what I mean? So my thing is to, I needed to start with planning my dinners. Mm-hmm. Well, the great thing that has come of that is by planning my dinners, it plans my lunch because I can make enough yeah. to do that. I already have breakfast down. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be there. So no, what's important out there is that, like Mike said, we are not alone in anything. Whatever mm-hmm. closet you have to come out of, mm-hmm. you're not alone. But the most important thing is to reach out and not be afraid. And yeah. don't listen to the haters because they're going to be the haters. They're, and you, and they're everywhere. Yeah. I don't. They will follow you. And you know what? Online, and that's a, it's it, the internet's a beautiful thing, but online yeah, right. people can find their... Uh, you know, their their masks hide behind them right. and call you all these nasty yeah. things and say you're lazy it. and say that you're you're weak. But and, here's and the it's thing: just ridiculous. They don't know, and no. statistics say that you know, in about you know, twenty years, they're probably going to be in the same exact boat. So right. hopefully, you know, exactly what well, they're going to say will probably here's catch up the thing. To them. The other thing, mm-hmm. as they said, it isn't. It is show they're showing more and more yeah. as we're studying this disease that is genetic. Yeah. I have friends who are yeah. over four hundred pounds that don't have diabetes. Yeah. No absolutely. One, no one in my family yeah. uh, and that's like generations back has had diabetes. Mm-hmm. This was a thing. So just because I'm overweight is more right. of a uh, coincidence than it is the determining there factor. There you go. There you go. And yeah. I you know, I feel like uh, there's a lot of things out there that really um, you know, play up to that misconception. Yeah. And just to highlight that, I mean, uh, what was it? What was the thing with the Starbucks cup? You know, when they give them the super sugary frappuccino and wrote, here you go. Here's some diabetes for you. That kind of thing is not helping anyone. No, it's not. And so I think it's important and we will continue to have this conversation just because it's part of life for myself and for so many others. And because we have a commitment on our show to just try to be better every day. So... Yes, that going now. Well, without further ado, we are at that time of our show where we get to talk to Morgan Keene, a local girl who calls New York her home. uh, And she's returning to Spokane with her new role as Catherine Plummer in the Tony Award winning show Newsies. We're excited to welcome Morgan Keene to Outspoken. Morgan, are you there? I am here. Hi, how are you? Hello. <laughs> well, you sound as excited as we do, which I love. <laughs> you yeah, match yeah. our you match <laughs> our level. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you are. So you're back to Spokane. Uh, this is a, it's not the first time uh, you're in the area. Definitely not your first performance out here. Uh, what are your fondest memories? Uh, we like to know of theater work in our lovely Spokane area here. Oh goodness, there's many things. Um, doing shows there. I started off doing shows at CIT Spokane and doing things at Civic Theater when Yvonne was running our artistic director. Um, yeah, doing shows there, and I have lots of friends. I have so many people that are coming to see me. Um, I like being downtown in the by, by the Red Wagon. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I love, yeah. It's cute. Spokane's a very cute city. It is cute. It It is cute. How long has it been since you've been this way? Oh, goodness. Um, (laughs) Probably around two and a half years now. Oh, wow. Wow. It's been a while. It is time. Yeah. We are ready. It's time to come back. (laughs) It is. We're ready for that. Now, let's get into, for our listeners who maybe don't know much about Newsies, which, of course, is based on the 1992 Disney movie, um, 
Can you give them a description of kind of what the show is about? Yeah. Um, it's based off of, of course, the movie, but it's, it's based on a true story on the 1899 news for strike in New York. Um, it's about these um, Jack Kelly and this rugged band of newsboys who um, have kids on the side of the street every day for their survival. And uh, publishing partners at the time, uh, Joseph Colson and one of my lessons have raise the price of newspapers so they go on strike and mm-hmm. my character, Catherine Plummer, is a newly created character in the show and she is there for a lot of interest for Jack Kelly as well as um, helping them out in their strike because she is a news reporter um, for a paper called The New uh, New York Sun and she finds herself writing things, mm-hmm. uh, writing for flower shows and vaudeville and she wants to write uh, about something of more importance. So, she finds that in the voice. Yeah. So what? Okay. So this character, Catherine Plummer, love interest is Jack. Uh, great character. What's your favorite thing about you know the character in this particular show, uh, inspired by the the Disney movie? She's very funky and outspoken and uh-huh. confident, and she's very much like me. <laughs> so <laughs> that's our it, girl. It, it, it makes it a bit easier uh-huh. to, to play her. Um, yeah, she's. She's very strong-willed, and um, she's she's interesting because at the time there weren't um, really very many at all news reporters that were women, and if they were writing about anything, it was things that had no importance, right. you know, because they were wanting to be they were put in their place. Sure, um, sure. But what I like about her is she she's very strong-willed, and you know, she she makes sure that she gets what she wants, and I love that. That is my kind of girl, and obviously we love outspoken people on the show. We named it after after them. Now that touring is obviously uh, a part of your life right now, and and probably very exciting. But what are the pros and cons of being in a uh, show that's on the road? Yeah, um, there's a lot of different pros and cons. I mean, my my least favorite thing is having to do laundry. Okay. That's the worst thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. because we're staying in hotels. Oh, yeah. um, all the time, and not lots of times we just don't have laundry, and so that's hard. But um, and being away from my my family and my friends, um, but at the same time, I've kind of created my own family here. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, family away from home, I guess. Um, and you know, I get to be with a bunch of boys every day, which is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so I want to go on that that's show. That's always fun. Uh. Um, but they're a group of people. It's the best cast I've uh. ever worked with in my entire life. Oh, um, good, good. So it, it makes it easier. So no, yeah, but it is fun. It's fun mm. to see places I've never been and do things that I would never think about doing yeah. if I wasn't in that yeah. city. Well, speaking of going to these, you know, new exciting places between shows, resting, laundry, and well, boys, uh, does the ta- does the cast have any time to go explore these places? Um, what's that routine like? Yeah, um, it depends on the city. It depends on if we you know have things to do in the morning, like yeah. press or right, um, right, things like that. Um, but we do get, we do get time to, you know, explore and go do things. They're really excited to be in Spokane because they heard it's really fun to find yeah. little cities. So, yeah. um, yeah, we, we do get time, not as much as I would like, unfortunately, <laughs> well, but yeah. we do, we do get to do some of the, the big touristy big things <laughs> in certain cities. Nice. Now, now that you're on the road, I know it's, uh, it's a, it's a long tour, really. Where do you go from here? So you're with us from the 3rd through the 8th of May. Uh, where does the show take you after Spokane? Oh, goodness. 
I think we go back to California, if oh, I'm wow. correct. Yeah. We're, we're going to be in Costa Mesa. I think, I think that's the city after Spokane. Awesome. Um, and we're going to be spending lots of time in a few cities over there, and then we're mm-hmm. going up to Canada. Ooh. And then, uh, where do we go for that? I think we go to L.A., and then Texas is where we end the tour. We end wow. the tour in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Wow, so all over the place. We're going all over the place. Love it. (laughs) That's amazing. Is this, I I mean, it's a big lead role. Is it nerve-wracking at all? Um, it was. (laughs) I think at first it was. Yeah, okay. Um, It was nice because I sort of eased my way into this role because I I was originally in the ensemble and I was Mm -hmm. just understudying this track. Mm -hmm. So I did get the opportunity to dip into it a little bit. I got to play it a few times before I was actually Catherine. Right. Um, so that helps. Um, but it, no, I don't think it's nerve wracking. I think, um, especially once I got the hang of it, mm-hmm. it was. It's just kind of like breathing to me. I right. guess sure. it has kind of always been like that, and yep. um, it's it's fun now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> at first That's it was awesome. kind of scary. You know, obviously the first time that I ever went on. When right. I was right. That was really scary. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Eventually, after like a few times going on and just figuring things out and. Um, Figuring the people out uh-huh. on stage that I'm with, especially the other leads, um, it, 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 it's easy now. I think sure. that's amazing. Yeah, Sergey and I are going to be in that audience, your opening night here in Spokane on May 3rd, and we're very excited to see you on that stage. Super excited. So we'll be the crazy ones, like, screaming for you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good! <laughs> we like screaming. Good. So, good, because we're good at that. So... For all of our listeners, this has been Morgan Keene. Remember, Newsies is coming to Spokane May 3rd through the 8th. You can get your tickets at wcebroadway.com or call 1-800-325-SEAT. You know Morgan will appreciate it when you're out there, but we're going to have a whole lot of fun. So uh, join the boys for this amazing Tony Award winning musical. And Morgan, thank you so much for spending time on Outspoken. Yeah, thanks for having me. Our pleasure. You have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Again, remember, always fun things going on in Spokane. We love hanging out at the IMB Performing Arts Center. Love it. It's love amazing. It. Um, we And I love uh, going out there. We always get to, usually, I guess, get to bring a friend with us. Right. A boyfriend we with get us, to somebody ex- with us. Expand their horizons. Exactly. And I have not seen this show uh, ever, so I'm excited. I haven't know, heard the I music yet, so it's I, new. I love the new things. I want to play Catherine only because I never thought of right. it, but she's surrounded by boys all the time. I'm yeah. like, oh, <gasps> this is a beautiful I know. show. See, you want to do a strong female lead surrounded <laughs> by boys. I that's do. you. I Apparently got it. that's yeah. me. That's that's a thing. <laughs> oh, you queen. This is right. I love, I love it. it when Cole goes uh, with us to these things because I'm always yes. fascinated. I mean, we're actors, mm-hmm. but... I just never think of us like that. Yeah. Cole's an actor. He has he is, an agent, that whole thing. I'm always fascinated at it through his eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, would you jump like that and be on that? Because they do, this oh, is a very athletic Crazy show. stuff, yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, see, he's not, he doesn't do musical theater. That's right. He, he is, doesn't. He's, uh, yeah. he's film. He's yeah. film or TV. He's like a serious actor. He likes He loves drama. drama. He loves yeah. the drama. Even though I think he's hilarious as all get out, but yeah. that's okay. I think it's fun. Yeah. I'm always fascinated, so... Yeah. Uh, that's going to be May 3rd for those who that's opening hey, night it's a Thursday yeah goes through the 8th come join us for that you can still buy tickets um, yep. go get them come you can get see them at the it door. with us you can get them out the door exactly uh, uh, on the 3rd and stop by say hi to the boys yeah and you know it's a great thing to do in town okay time for a music break I think 
We're going to play a song. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. We're going to play a song by M83 off of their new album, Junk. And this is called Do It, Try It. You are back with KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is Outspoken. It is. It's true. That's we are back. It's the Sergey and the Jonathan back with you. I know. We are. Is it a good thing? You decide. Um <laughs> We're There's only one here. right answer. Yeah. Yes. So. Duh. Um, we had a great conversation today uh, with the American Diabetes Association and uh, Mike Jackson, who's an advocate here. And I think it was fascinating. He's very. Uh, they gave us a little packet with uh, some statistics and stuff. Ooh, a and bit so I, I know. So I think we're just gonna kind of talk about it. But um, one in three by 2050, that's astonishing. That's a lot that's of crazy. People. Well, when we talk about it being a, an epidemic, we aren't kidding. And yeah. it's a worldwide right. epidemic. And she kind of alluded to it. But it's true. We're we're finding that it's yeah. more genetic-based. Right. There are right. certain certain ethnic groups that seem to have higher rates of it. So they're right. trying to find out why is that What's um, going happening. On? So mm-hmm. we're learning things Every day, and I think, like anything else, for those that choose to make assumptions about people, with, like Mike was saying, yep. you can look at a yep. crowd, no, yep. diabetics will blend in. You may go, oh, that person's overweight, they may have it, or I saw that person eating a whole like pound bag of M&Ms. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Here's the thing. I eat pound bags of M&M's <laughs> right. and packs right. of Oreo cookies. Yeah, you I'm not, love your sweets. I will, put, I will yeah. stuff those things down. I tell the story about my friend Lucas, yeah. who is skin and bones anyways, and yeah. I've known him forever, and it wasn't until I, he must have been 20... It was, no, he was almost 30. And he ended up in the hospital. He had been sick with a cold that just wouldn't go away. Yeah. We finally convinced him to go to the doctor. When he went to the doctor, his blood sugars were so high, he almost ended up in a coma. <gasps> he had to be put in the hospital. They weren't sure he was going to make it. He has diabetes, and he never knew it. Wow. Yeah, never had a clue until he went in. Because the other thing is, of course, your immune system can get really shot. So yeah. sometimes diabetics won't even discover it until they've they've been sick, and it just isn't shaking wow you know and so i mean and he is a very tiny guy so it it's not about that i because i am overweight of course i Mm want to you want to control what you eat Mm -hmm. because you control Mm -hmm. because of how sugar and insulin works in your body that's why food is such a big issue with diabetics not because you're fat and you need to to lose 100 pounds but because you have to start controlling your blood sugars the only way you really can in your body which Mm -hmm. is you're the food you eat and how it turns to insulin in your body. Yeah. So that's yeah. why diet is even a part of it. But we assume diet fat. Yeah. That's, that's what it. we assume. Right. That's not what it's about. Bad diet equals yeah. your, that's it. That's the only yeah, thing you can That's be. your reason. Right. No. Hmm. And, you know, and it is true. The more I watch what I eat and the more physical activity I do, yeah. because that physical activity for everybody who wonders, it affects how much insulin your body wants and needs. That's why when you exercise, it helps. Not because, again, you're fat, so you need to exercise. You know, there's so many real reasons, but we don't talk about it. And mm-hmm. then there's a lot of haters out there who say ridiculously ignorant yeah, things. exactly. And call so you out, call true, you lazy. And, mm. Yeah, and it's true that we need to understand. Because here's the deal. Like he said, if that's mm-hmm. the if it's one in three people by 2050, that means someone in your family is going to get it, if it's not you. Yeah. So maybe take an interest in it now. Yeah, someone, uh, that, I mean, that's everybody you know, essentially, really. Mm-hmm. I, I assume that you only have three friends, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> right, uh, exactly. We're good, right? No? That's okay. It. No, but I mean, a lot, a lot of people 
example. That that is crazy. And <laughs> that was um, what's <laughs> what's uh, crazier is that, like he said, you can go in remission, but there's no cure. Yeah, you can't and get the thing rid is, of it. And what he's talking about is if there is this conversation out there that that people think, oh, well, all you have to do is work out and eat great, and then it and then it transforms Reverses, yeah. because of these things. And and I like that he made the point. No, it it, it is remission. It is not cure. Yeah. Our goal is cure. Yeah. But it's still, oh, and he's right. The only way it stays in remission is to continue the mm-hmm. habits that you had formed to be there. It can turn around like that. Your body can go back to blood glucose levels that are at the diabetic range mm-hmm. all over again mm-hmm. because all you can do is work so hard to mm-hmm. put it back in remission. And it's a lot of work. Yeah. It is a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. But well, goodness knows who wants I, to. Exactly. And who wants to, you know, deal with it and all these people don't want to talk about it. It's, it's a lot of stuff. And I think, you know, uh, that this happens with a lot of uh, diseases. They get stigmatized. Very um, much happen, so. happened with the HIV AIDS epidemic. Mm-hmm. Hugely stigmatized. No one wanted to talk about it. No one right. wanted to treat it. No one wanted nothing. Um, uh, luckily that's not the extreme case of diabetes, but still people stigmatize it and don't yeah. want to talk about it. Well, they say, then, well, okay, stop it. Like yeah. stopping lazy, stop eating donuts kind of thing. Yeah. As Julie Lockhart was saying it, even it, there's this fear base. Yeah. I mean, there's fear from people who have diabetes. They don't mm-hmm. learn more because it's scary. Yeah. There's fear from the ignorant people putting out stupid assumptions because mm-hmm. They fear it, so that's how they react. And then there's even school systems who believe they're doing the right thing because they don't want to hurt those children, so they exclude them from activities, which you can't do, because where the answer should be, well, let's educate ourselves so we can know how to address these issues. They'd rather just discriminate and Mm -hmm. exclude. But Mm -hmm. you can't do that. The answer should be education and not yeah. uh, fear-based exclusion. Absolutely. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and what see and I feel like this is a real problem because uh remembering go ba- uh remembering health class and going through high school up until you know really I met you I had very little idea of what diabetes was. Right? It was it wasn't taught. Yeah. It was, well it was some mysterious thing and I yeah. always assumed it was 100% linked to the way um, the eating is eating they, yeah. diet yeah things yeah. like that and only until recently now I'm learning so much and um it's 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 nice see like your friends it's really nice when you say something and you're like well yeah. this is what happens when you're diabetic I'm like oh my gosh what right what I are just you pff- saying right? mind blown so um well, I we definitely need that education. We talked yeah. about it. That's such a key component that's missing. If you care about people in your life, yes. like we said earlier, they all have something. Yeah. So if you care about them, you just know what it is and learn it, and then you, you yeah. just live and life. Ju- and judgment-free. You yeah. don't go in there and be like, well, I know you think that's what it is. Right, right. But no. And here's here's it's, a correlation for you. Mm-hmm. It's just like us coming out as gay men, Yeah. how some of our friends chose to to still be our friends yeah. and some didn't and the one that chose to be our friends they realized oh this is a part of their life so either I can just mm-hmm. learn how that I, how I mm-hmm. can deal with that and what it means to me and all of this and then they're just my friends yeah or I can be a jerk you know and go somewhere and here's the thing yep. I'm going to be mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little immature right now okay, I'm doing do it, it. Mm-hmm. here's the difference I'll tell you it was <laughs> it was hard yeah. reading those comments it hurt my feelings it made mm-hmm. me cry stupid right mm-hmm. and not stupid because we're human beings and I was called coward a coward because I had stayed silent for so long by some jerk on the internet this is what I got to say to you mm-hmm. I have a microphone you don't So if you would like to stay behind your computer and talk horrible things about someone you don't know, maybe come on this show every week like we do, Mm -hmm. and we put things out there and we know we're going to get hit with criticism. And there's going to be some great people who support us. And guess what? Just because you're a bully doesn't mean I'm going to be quiet. 
Ab- yeah, we cannot exactly. be quiet. We call can't. me whatever you want mm-hmm. to call me. The fact is, it's not always easy to speak your truth. And we know that better than it? a lot yeah. because it's we so had to times, come out yeah. as gay. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. So maybe try being exercising compassion more and judgment less. Yeah. You're well, welcome. And I mean, the thing is, it's we give word so much value nowadays yeah. and just by saying something oh you're you know you're a coward so right? it's, it's just gonna define you right away but right. here's the thing their actions they have done nothing but talk 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 exactly talk. if you look here what are you and i doing going to the ada mm-hmm. tour de cure yeah. i mean what did we what did we do last year brain tumor association yeah the bt5k exactly every i mean project x there's all these things we get involved with the uh, spoken aids network it's yeah. your actions that yes. you know Prove who exactly. you are. So I, I think and people out there. Shouldn't we spend more time supporting each yes. other than tearing each other? I know. Down. Thank you. Why mm-hmm. can't we do that? So I, I have a feeling a lot of those people sitting there uh, behind their computer desks, uh, a have not a lot of things to do in their life, right. and b are very upset that there's not a lot of things to do in their life because something has gone terribly right. wrong and they don't want to face it. And like you and I talked about, um, the real answer is to choose mm-hmm. to uh, focus on the people who yeah. are supportive. To your friends and the fact that is this going to change that I'm going to go fix my life on my mm-hmm. own? I'm going to figure out how to do it. No, because I have to. So yeah. thank yeah. you for your support or non-support. <laughs> I'm still I still got to live. So yeah, exactly. You're exactly. welcome. Yeah. I'm yeah. Just here. So it's a thing. But, and you know, we, sometimes yeah. you, you just want to be a little sassy because you have a microphone and you can do it. Hey, <laughs> you have that voice. It's your sometimes, voice. Sometimes I'm it. just saying. Yeah. Well, then uh, I think. You and I have great coffee conversations. We talked Love a little it. bit about grown-up decisions that you have to make yeah. in your life. And that happens. I don't care how old you are. You all can the be time. 40. You yeah. can be 50. You can, it doesn't matter. There's grown-up decisions. Oh, yeah. They're good. everywhere. They're For everywhere. all of us. Mm-hmm. For mm-hmm. all of us. Adulting is hard. Adulting is so hard. You know what? Oh. We we do it. We make choices. We do make They're choices. They're not always easy. Let's face it. It was a rough week for me mm-hmm. uh, talk about adult choices. But this is what you do. And so you just hope you have good friends who let you whine through mm-hmm. it. And then you, you get positive and you move yeah. forward. Well, you know, I think uh, I... I've, through talking with the ADA this morning, I think a big conversation, one of the uncomfortable conversations that we need to have is diabetes is, you know, wh- why this is such a stigma right. uh, and, you know, why it's such a, a shameful thing for a lot of people to come out for. It shouldn't, right. you, no one should yeah. be shamed for it, you know, and I think it's a problem that we need to talk about because it's a, it kills more people Every year, or affects rather more people yes, every year than does. AIDS and breast cancer you. combined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is scary. Combined. So it is an epidemic. Number. When somebody says epidemic, it's not, oh, they're just being dramatic because they want. <laughs> no, no it's it is an actual thing. And here's the thing it's an actual like thing. Like we said, it's going to eventually touch your life in some way because with the statistics as they are, there's no way it can't. Yeah. So, yep. Um, you know, I think we need to spend a lot more time being a community mm-hmm. and supporting each other. I'm telling, and obviously, we talk about politics every week on this show. Yeah. That obviously. Obviously, isn't the theme of yep. America right now, but we need to we need to begin that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's a great conversation. We like to start conversations on here, and we hope you continue. I've gotten some great letters from some uh, some sweet, wonderful people mm-hmm. um, who didn't know there were there were groups out there, and it's right. important for right. us to know that they're there and to be involved in them and to share them with the people that need mm-hmm. might get some good benefit for yeah. them. So. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Right. Well, we it's are. it's important to say, you know, there is you're not alone, but it's more important to show that yes. you're not alone. Well, and that's, what I love that's, is the actions great. we can do. The actions. You know, mm. making that food at home, that's a big 
deal. Yeah, the um, cro- Hey, yeah. why don't you why don't you post that recipe for for all of uh, you know your what? diabetic friends? To, yeah, I'll do that. Try this it. Week. Be I like, hey, this is great. I loved it, guys. Check it out. You I will do make. that after I taste it. Yeah, <laughs> and then if it's good, I'm gonna yeah. send it out there yeah. to the public. Uh huh. Because okay, can I share a secret? So do it. There, I didn't realize that somehow I'm missing my little measuring spoons. You so, didn't measure them out correctly? So, no, I don't know if I did it correctly, but I did what I, you know, I guessed. <laughs> you I eyeballed guessed on it. Them, right? Well, so, I mean, I'll let you know how it's, it goes. It's chili, right? Yes. Yeah, so there's uh, chili powder. You know what? There's, there's paprika in it. And if it's oregano. spices, there's no such thing as too much, you know? Mm, I don't know if that's true. No, that's true. <laughs> I, I'll dump the whole thing in. It's fine. Garlic, I believe that way. I do. I Although, do. Uh, chili I, powder? Yeah. I yeah. love spicy, but if you don't, there's a such thing as too much. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I, I guess that's true. Although oh with gosh. garlic, there's also such thing as too. There you is, know what? but if you're Measure single, it out. if you're Measure single, go for it. You just have a good old time. <laughs> okay. Don't do it on day. But without further ado, you know you've been waiting. I know I have for the second hour of Outspoken, where we get to speak to Jonathan Slavin. He is a funny man, actor, and activist. He's best known for his roles in Better Off Ted, Andy Richter Controls the Universe, and now he can be seen as Clark on the ABC sitcom Dr. Kin. We are very excited to welcome Jonathan Slavin to the program. Jonathan, are you there? I'm here, yes. Can you hear me? I can. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try not to get confused because uh, we get to share the same name. Yeah. But this is going to be know, fun you know, for me. And it doesn't happen as often as you would think, so I'm super excited about it. I know. <laughs> I know. Me too. I normally make other people take different names, but I, when it comes to you, sir, I am going to take the lesser. I would, I would change my name for you. That oh, sounded awkward. Bless you. Bless you. Uh, what would you change it to? I know. You know what? I used to have a Russian name in, in uh, I don't know you? if it was a real Russian, but I had a Russian name in college in some psychology class, and it was Ashka. <laughs> so I'll be Ashka, and you can be Jonathan. Ashka. I wow. love Ashka. Now I kind of want to be Ashka. Right? <laughs> I know. It's so hard. I don't know what to do. Well, sir, let's start. With Take Us Back to the Beginning, when this beautiful little gaby boy was born on a marine base, grew up in Pennsylvania, what the heck was that like? It was hard. It was really hard. Um, uh, the marine base was fast. I was out of there before I was one. Um, oh, nice. But, um, but you know, it, it's funny because it used to be such a source of pride to me to be from North Carolina, and right now I'm, oh. I'm struggling with that. Ouch, yes. Um, I know, right? But, um, yeah, and then uh, Pennsylvania, um, that was tough. You know, it was a very small town in northeastern Pennsylvania. The big city near us was Wilkes-Barre, oh, wow. if that tells you anything. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, there was definitely, uh, I realized at an early age that they would kill my kind. So oh, I wow. needed to get out of there as soon as I could. Uh, that is the rough part well, of yeah, moving. You, you talked about being socially awkward while you're growing up, and, and acting helped you out with that. Uh, can you talk more about that for us? Yes, um, sure. You know, it's... Uh, it's weird. I felt, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I think, you know, I'm, I'm, I grew up in a time when like there were, there, it was really, really hard to find any kind of anything gay, let alone anything positive gay. And I think right. like, you know, as a little gay kid, you, you take all that in. Uh-huh. And so you just learn that sort of, there's all these aspects of yourself that you must never talk about. And there's all right. this shame that you have to carry around. And there's all these things that, that if anyone knew you would be in horrible trouble. And so I think, um, I led this sort of very filtered life, and the result of that was that I was extremely socially awkward, and I mm-hmm. felt like I could never just be myself, and I was always hyper vigilant, and 
Um, and then I sort of got on stage and all of that went away and I wasn't hyper. I was kind of, it was like all the filters came off and I could just, I could do anything on stage. And then I would step off stage and like all, and all the filters would slam back down again. Does mm-hmm. that, does that sort of make sense? Oh, very much. Yeah. First <laughs> of all, that's the case for a You're lot. talking yeah. to these boys. I feel like we just lived that. Yeah. Just that's, through it. Yeah. Now you so really... Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah. you talk about, you know, in your roles, what's fascinating is in, in a lot of your roles, you do bring a sense of that awkwardness to it. It's it's part of that comedy that just is you when you're when people see you. Do you think that awkwardness would have been there if sexuality hadn't been an issue in your life? Or do you think it's just an innate, you know, part of your character? Um, I think some of both, but I definitely think, I mean, listen, mm-hmm. the, the first thing that I identify as always is a gay man. And so I think that, um, that, uh, that awkwardness is, is directly linked to that. I think that I was always going to be a little weird yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. and that, that may or may not, that may or have been less pronounced if I was not gay, but, um, you know, and it's funny because I, you know, that was the part of me that I hated the most when I was a kid. Well, I would say it was a split between, like, my gayness and my awkwardness were the two things that I hated the most about mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. both of those are kind of, like, my greatest asset. Right. Because I'm such, like, a weird gay dude in pretty much everything I play. And yeah. so I, <laughs> I, I sort of love that these parts of me that I wished weren't there are the right. reasons that I'm successful now. Yeah. Well, yeah, See? and and you learn to appreciate them and use them kind of to your advantage. That's amazing. And it, and it gives awkward it gay boys like us a lot of hope. Just oh my now. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's hope for awkward gay yes. boys everywhere. <laughs> I love it. Now, Jonathan, and not not Ashka. I'm okay, talking yes. to Jonathan. So Jonathan. quiet okay. down here, Ashka. Uh, Jonathan, your uh, early theater career took you to Lincoln Center, Dallas, LA, and even Broadway, The Great White Way. Um, Wow, that rhymed. I, I just now realized. I'm good. I liked it, though. It was good. I feel like I kind of want to set it to music now. I yeah, know. Let's there do you it. Go. We'll be a hit. <laughs> a musical. Uh, what are the keys to this early uh, onset success that you had? The keys to it? Um, I would say that I never believed in waiting mm. to do anything until I felt ready. I believed that by doing it, I would just make myself be ready. So, like... When I first moved to New York, um, I was probably a little bit too young to be there on my own. Um, and I didn't really know what I was doing, and I didn't really know anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I sort of knew, like, you're supposed to have monologues, and you're supposed to have pictures, and you're supposed to have all this stuff. And I saw very quickly that I could spend months amassing all of these things. Yeah. And so what I did was I, like, opened up the newspaper and picked an audition that was five days from then and said, no matter whether you're ready or not, you have to go to that audition. Wow. And that, and then like, and so giving myself that deadline, that made me just be ready. Do you know what I mean? I think that people, yeah, yeah. I think that, you know, the trap of of any career really is feeling like, um, I need another year of this. I need another class in that I need. And it's like, or just, just do it. Like, just exactly. Like, yeah, just get out there. Yeah. Just live life without yeah. a net. We do that every day. Oh, yeah. It's, and force yourself yeah. to. It's I scary think and exciting mm-hmm. and apparently can lead you to a great sitcom. I mean, so there you go. Well, <laughs> there you go. And also, I think, you know, being gay, like, I think you do sort of, 
you know, you, you, you don't have a net. Um, so I think that, you know, we're brave. We're like, we, you know, I I always think it's funny that people equate Mm -hmm. being gay with somehow being, being weak or being lesser because like the gay people that I know are like the strongest. Oh my gosh. I know. So so. true. Yeah, exactly. At what point, so tell me this, at what point in your career, if it's even happened yet, did you like sit there and go, wow, I'm actually doing this. I'm an actor professionally. And I actually love what I do. When did that point happen? You know, that point happens all the time. I mean, I, really, it does happen all the time. And and I think it's really important to take those moments, you know. And um, and I, you know, I always try to remember that, like ten year old me, that like that like fat little mm-hmm. misfit kid, would be very impressed with some of the things that I get very grumpy about. You know what right. I mean? Like yeah. It's, yeah. it's, you know, uh, oh, God, my call time is, is at 9 a.m., which means traffic <laughs> is going to be insane, and I have to drive all the way across Los Angeles to get to Sony. And, oh, right, right. Is, and then I go, like, shut up. Because, like, if you had told that little kid, like, someday you're going to, like, have to drive two hours one morning <laughs> to get yeah. to your television yeah. show, you right. would be... <laughs> Amazed, you know. Um, I had it. Uh, Eric Estrada did a guest star on a show uh, that I did called Andy Richter Controls the Universe, <laughs> and then he did it. I, I met him again on a, uh-huh. a show called Life, and it was. And I remember that there was a, a girl in my high school who had a signed picture of him oh, that wow. like people waited in line to see. Yeah, because yeah. because we were so far from that world. Yeah. So that was a moment, you know, I have it with Tisha Campbell all the time, you know, oh, I, I I love her. you know, I went to the gateway cinema to see little shop of horror, <laughs> right? when I was 15 years old. <laughs> like if somebody had told me you're going to look across the stage mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. and Tisha Campbell Martin is going to be smieing back at you. I would have, right? wow. I wouldn't have believed, you know? Yeah. So I know really I'm important. jealous of you for that. I, I, your I, life. Yeah. yeah. Your life sounds amazing. And so we'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey. Perfect. Anytime. I have an extra. Sorry about it. Perfect. <laughs> so uh, did you always know you were so funny? I mean, we're getting a taste of this right now. And I mean, can we talk about uh, the Monsanto and NSA agent ads from a few years ago? Those were oh my God, so funny. Those. There's great. You know, those? I'm so proud of those. I love those. <laughs> um, that was this weird like stumble. I had, yeah. I had done, um, I did like a, just a favor for somebody and did, I think, a reading of something and uh, like a pilot that they were going to shoot for the internet. And, right. and the, the, this company, Happy Little Guillotine, who, who produced those two um, spots that I did, um, just yeah. said, you know, we're shooting these, we- these sort of faux Super Bowl ads this weekend. Would you come and do them? And I had never really done anything on the Internet or, or um, you know, I just it was just like not kind of in front of me. But I loved the writing and they seemed like fun. And that's kind of all you have to do if to get me to participate is seem like it would be fun <laughs> and I'll do it. And right. <laughs> so and I went and, did, and had a great day. And then all of a sudden that Monsanto ad especially was everywhere for a minute. Oh, like yeah. it was on the Huffington Post page. I mean, it was just yes. it was everywhere. Yeah. I'm sorry, the Monsanto for president kills me. <laughs> that is so good. <laughs> I, oh my that was gosh. our follow-up, yes. Yeah, yeah, that was the second one in the thing. Did you always know growing up, did you know you were funny? No, I had no idea because I couldn't talk to people my own age ever. Uh-huh. And so I would talk, so I was that weird little kid who seemed like an adult and I was oh, super yeah. serious. All okay. I did was read and oh, like, wow. I mean, like read and read and read and and um, and I was really quiet and um, and then I moved to New York and really like the whole first two years that I was there, I just played like drug addicts and like and suicides <laughs> and schizophrenics and like oh, wow. you know oh, just really dark teenagers. <laughs> yeah. um, and I moved to LA and 
and sort of stumbled into a comedy. I, I just, I ended up guest starring on something. And from that point on, it's just kind of all I've done, but I had no, I didn't have a real background. You know, people kind of always, Oh, did you do stand up or improv? And I didn't right. really do any of those mm-hmm. things. I just, I kind of just look at all the material the same way and try to just put my spin on everything. And, right. and, um, and so I ended up being this weird comedic actor, but, <laughs> um, but I love it. It's really fun. I just, I didn't, it was not my background at wow. all. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And you're, and obviously you stumbled into what was working because you're good. Tell us oh. how you got the role of Clark on Dr. Kin. How did that all happen? Well, that was, it was actually like sort of a weird um, convolution. <laughs> it was a harrowing tale. Um, Ooh, I love it. It was, uh, it was, no, I, I, I got a phone call, um, you know, that they wanted to see me for this role of Hector, uh-huh. who was this very kind of, homeboy um he was written as a latino nurse oh, and yeah. i was and i said to my manager what um, <laughs> right typecasting what right this. like, yeah. like <laughs> this doesn't leap out as a jonathan slavin role to me and she said right right i know but they want to see you they really like you and then i went and i read and it went really well but i was just not that character you know right. and i mm-hmm. and i obviously i didn't play it that way at all but right. um but it still it was that was how they wrote it and they actually asked me to come back in and um, and test, which is kind of when you go in front of the network for right. the role that Dave Foley mm-hmm. does. Yeah. Oh. And I remember showing up oh. for that test and seeing Dave there, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like I should just this. Yeah. Why are they even like he's so right. perfect? He's for amazing. This. Yeah. This is ridiculous that they're even seeing me for it. But I went in and I did my thing, and Dave got it. And and as you should, I mean, he's amazing at it and mm. sort of went home and had like a you know a grumpy night of uh well i guess i'm not gonna get that job and they called the next day and said you know we didn't find this other character and and they're kind of willing to broaden their scope a little bit um and so they sent me some new material which was still it wasn't exactly it definitely wasn't what clark is now mm-hmm. um and you know it, it was it, it just was a very different character but um but you know i'm not I'm not an actor who tries to, I don't see any benefit in really, in trying to bend myself to fit something that's right. never going to fit. I'd right. rather, right. Um, I'd rather bend the material at me. And exactly. so I just kind of went in and did my thing and they hired me for that. And, and, um, and mm-hmm. I did the pilot, which, you know, was, it was hard only because the, I wasn't quite sure who I was playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, mm-hmm and going into production, our showrunner and I talked and he said, you know, these are kind of the things that we're thinking. And, and he said, you know, we wanted to talk to you about where you saw, uh, this character's sexuality. And, uh, you know, and I immediately was like, gay, please, 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 right. please, please. Like, um, you know, just cause I like playing gay characters, but also yeah. I, I'm a big proponent of gay actors exactly. playing gay characters. And, yeah. um, and so, uh, you know, and it just, and, and they were great and they've kind of, uh, our, our showrunner is amazing in that he is not somebody who kind of imposes his vision on people. Like, he mm-hmm. he paints with the palette that he has, and so he sort of saw that I wasn't what they had originally thought for the role, but he kind of let that go and immediately started painting a different picture. So mm-hmm. I feel really lucky to work with him. And Ken is, you know, Ken is, is just amazing. And, yeah. And, you know. Yeah. What's, what's it like working with, with Ken Jong? Um, it's fantastic. He is probably the hardest working person I've ever met. Wow. Um, he yeah. just, he, he is so 
present for every moment. And it doesn't matter if he's just, you know, he, it's kind of all on him, especially that first season. So, you know, he'll, he'll get up at the crack of dawn and do 10 radio interviews mm-hmm. on his way to work, get out of the car, <sighs> step onto set and be a hundred percent there. Oh and my gosh. Rehearse and work it out. And, you know, and, and he'll, and, and is so collaborative. Like he's always, Slavin, is that funny? Like, do you like that joke? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you, do you think, is there something else there? What do you, you know? Yeah. He, yeah. He's always yeah. want, you know, and, and then he walks off the stage and into his dressing room and does 27 more interviews and he's oh my fueled gosh. by Coke Zero and passion. And, <laughs> um, and he's, wow. just, he's, he's, he's become a really, really dear friend. I, well, I love Ken. And he does seem like, I mean, at least for, for people who've, who've seen his work, he seems like he has so much energy. Like, so much. He's so much always on, like, on tin, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, but not always. Um, you know, there are people that I've definitely worked with who... They're always on, and it can become really exhausting. He's yes. always present. He's okay. not always on. He's oh, always like just kind of authentically himself, uh-huh. which is really, it's really great. And also, I have to say, you know, throughout the whole audition process and working with him, nothing makes him happier than for the people around him to be funny. And in an industry where people's egos can kind of get crazy and they, yeah. they get very competitive about that stuff, yeah, and the stars right. of lots of shows don't kind of want anyone else to be funny uh-huh. to be working with somebody who so genuinely is tickled by you know when tisha does something funny ken is the <laughs> first person to be on the floor laughing yeah, same with kate awesome. same with me same with dave like it's he's just he's so he wants the people around him to really really mm-hmm. be incredible and so that's that's so lovely to work with somebody who's so generous yeah having that supportive energy in in the room that's amazing mm-hmm. you You've worked uh, both film and television. Which which do you find the most grueling? <laughs> the most grueling. Yes. Um, well, I mean, a job has to be really pretty terrible for me to find it grueling. <laughs> um, you know, it has to be a pretty dark environment. And I've definitely had a couple. Um, uh, you know, the hours are long. And they are, even with a multicam, people think, you know, sort of, oh, that's such a cushy job. And in right. some ways it is, but... But you're also you 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 have to be so present. You have to be you, right. you, know, you have to perform, um, kind of. You have to be at the top of your game every single second that you're there, um, because you're constantly in front of somebody. Um, right. And uh, so it's really it's much more challenging, I think, than people give it credit for. Uh, single camera comedy is much like a film. You know, you're yep. putting in fourteen mm-hmm. to seventeen hour days. It's all it's all a lot of work. But I really love my job. So that's like amazing. If, so if yeah, so like I, I mean, and and again, uh, sorry, my dog is saying hello. Um, <laughs> hey, hold on, knock it off, Rupert. I'm no. Uh-uh. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm unfiltered. Um, I love but, uh, it. You know, uh, really, there have been there have been a handful of jobs, and I could probably count them on one hand uh-huh. that I could not wait for them to be over because they were so unpleasant. But other than that, I feel really lucky because I genuinely. I do something that I love to do for a living. See, everybody so. should live by what you said about what you would say to your your ten year old self way back. Because what a beautiful way to look at it! Like, <laughs> oh, I could complain now, but my ten year old would be so excited. So you would be mm. right, like, like, and I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure you guys have your days, and it's like, oh, I got to oh, yeah. do oh, podcast, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, like it. But but think about it. It's you know that where you come from, and 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 it's you know we're all we're all kind of doing what, what uh, most of 
most of the people that I meet in this arena were all sort of doing something that it took a lot of work to, to actually be able to do this. And, and we forget that because we were there yeah. for every yeah. step, so it doesn't feel like a big deal. But right. it's a big deal. Yeah. Well, I have to tell you, and this is a true statement, like this really tell happened me. in honor of you being on our show today. <laughs> I had breakfast at a vegan restaurant that's across the street from the station because Aww. I know that you're vegan. I love that. Oh, and it was actually really good. I mean, actually, good, they are amazing. I had, they call it Allison's breakfast, which is like a tofu, uh, potato type yeah it's a scramble scramble thing Mm -hmm. that i don't know (laughs) that sounds delicious it actually was really really good and we the owner over there is absolutely amazing she made me believe that vegan does not have to taste horrible because she makes the craziest stuff i've been vegan like 22 years and i oh my gosh that's amazing but um but you, you know, you you guys are in the Pacific Northwest. It's, right. There's, yeah. There's so much. Oh, there's yeah. People is. are so conscious mm-hmm. up there. I was in Portland, and oh, yeah. I have sort of like a, like I did like a mentor mentee mm-hmm. program, and and he moved to Seattle, and I know he like he loves, you know, how progressive minded uh, that oh, yeah. part of the world is. So yeah. you know, you I would think that there were there that there would be some good vegan options for you. I'll tell you. Were. And when Sergey tricked me a year ago and took me into that, <laughs> I did trick took him. me into that mm-hmm. cafe. And I when I found out it was vegan, I was very mad at him. But now I go there all the time. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's fantastic. But I I also know that you are a big advocate for animal rights, and obviously we heard one of the pets. I hear you have a menagerie of pets. In your home. I do have a, you know, I, I, I do. And this is why I start to sound like that crazy little old lady. But I do. <laughs> I have um, I have three dogs, six cats, a pig, and a bird. Oh, my and they're gosh. And all, they're all my rescue babies. Oh, so, yeah. that's sweet. <laughs> yeah. But it also sounds exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there are definitely days when I get home from a long day and someone needs my attention. Yeah, and yeah. I just... And I beg my husband to please do it. Um, but, you know, it's also, I think it's good because, like, the dogs don't care whether I'm on television. Do you know oh, what yeah. I mean? Right. Like, yeah, like, right. Mm-hmm. They are unaddressed. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The cats, I, I oh, yeah, you, joke about this, I think, on Facebook at one point. But it was like, you know, great, it's great that you wrapped your fancy TV show last night, but, like, one of the cats just threw up. So, yeah. get up and, like, exactly. you know, it, it's that, good. And I love, my, I, I love my life. So yeah. it's good. They, they keep you grounded, huh? Um, oh, for sure. So what and uh, who actually made you want to be an actor? Who inspired you to be here where you are right now? Oh, my goodness. That's an interesting question. Mm. I, you know, That's our Barbara I, Walters question for you. Yeah. It's a good question, and it's, but it's not sort of a specific person. I have to say that, you know, like it was in, um, I want to say it was in fourth grade when you kind of go around the room and talk about what you want to do for a living. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, and what your dreams are and, and, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I couldn't talk about getting married or <laughs> having children right. without lying. So I, um, but, uh, you know, people were talking about, you know, very, you know, I'm going to be a doctor, I'm going to be a fireman, I'm going right. to do that. And I said, oh, yeah, I said, you know, I want to, I think that I want to be an actor. And mm-hmm. I remember my teacher saying, you know, you can't, you can't. That just, uh, you know, that, that no one who is an actor ever makes a living at it. Right. Said, oh, well, my I, gosh. I, yeah. That's not true. Like, I watch Wonder Woman every week. Linda Carter right. is <laughs> doing really well. And <laughs> exactly. like, like <laughs> Lindsay <laughs> Wagner is uh, making a living on The Bionic yeah. Woman. So, right. you know, right. Oh, I love um, it. And, uh, and she said, you know, yeah, but that's such a small percentage. And I have to say, like, I thought at that, that moment, yeah, but I could do that. Right. And like, like, I never sort of stopped to consider that I couldn't. 
Exactly. And so I feel like I just knew that this was what I wanted. I, I went, mm-hmm. I was in, a, I mean, I've, I've worked in a very clear direction my whole life. And I'm, I sort of feel grateful that I really was, I really only ever excelled at one thing <laughs> because I know so many people who are gifted in so many different arenas and they just, they don't know what to do with their lives. Right. And I just kind of am terrible at everything except for this thing. <laughs> and so like, I just, you know, I just was like, this is it. So yeah. I just do that and yeah. make it work. But to make it work, right. That's amazing. And yeah. any actor who can tell me two of my childhood idols, use them as examples, <laughs> that just makes my whole world right now. Oh, <laughs> because, bless your heart. <laughs> oh, seriously, because how my parents didn't know when my favorite character to play when we played superheroes was Wonder Woman because I wanted to do the spin and of turn into right? right. I'm like, and how did you didn't did know? You did, that's your fault. Yeah. <laughs> did you ever pile a towel high on your head and let that come down like hair? Yes, <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> that is. Uh, I feel and I like would practice spotting my head because she did that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Of course, of course. See, you, you are my, you are my long lost brother. That's what's <laughs> happening right now. Uh, Right Except now. we would have fought because one of us would have had to be Deborah Winger as Wonder Girl. Oh, yeah, I know. That, oh, so. then that would be such a scratch fight, too. I'm serious. <laughs> <laughs> but, Jonathan, for all of the awkward gay kids out there, for the 10-year-olds who, who don't have the luxury of having their older self telling them what's coming, um, maybe they're gay kids who haven't quite found that closet door yet. What words of advice would you give them from one awkward kid to another? Um, survive because this is not it. This is not where it stops. And, um, you know, there were, you know, I am a, I am a good humored, uh, sort of loud and proud person now, Mm -hmm. but there were some dark moments. Um, and, uh, and especially I have a lot of, a lot of empathy for kids, particularly kids in an area like North Carolina who now have to sit in their closets and hear what their friends and neighbors think about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it's about li- live through that because there mm-hmm. is something so amazing waiting for you. And, and we've got you. As soon as you need us, we've got you. Yeah. But you have to survive these moments. Oh, um, my gosh. That would be that would be what I would say to those kids is just just get through this because it's going to change. I think, it gets better if I can quote Dan, right? The yes, amazingly, amazingly yeah. awesome Dan Savage. It's yes. it's really, it sounds so trite to say at this yeah. point because oh. it's a movement, but it's the truth is that it if is. you can just if you can survive your small town, mm-hmm. got you. See that that is so. my, your positivity is absolutely contagious. It's radiant. Aww. It is. We are we. You are amazing. You are you are one of my favorite guests ever. So thank you for that. But Mr. Slavin, before we let you go, can you tell people where they can tune in and see Doctor Ken? Yes, Doctor Ken is on Friday nights at eight thirty on ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think we have a. Co- I think there's a couple episodes coming up, and then right. we sort of go on hiatus while we find out if we're going to come back for our season two. Right. I have a good feeling about it. Yes, me too. Um, and uh, it's good fun. And I do have to say too that um, you know, I'm very proud of being on a a very uh, family oriented sitcom, and mm-hmm. my character has a boyfriend that I I'm so. very physically free with. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, we hold hands and we've danced at a wedding together and we've, uh, we've had a fight and we've made up and had a smooch. And, oh. um, so there's, you know, there's, 
there's something for gay folks on there, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. For sure. And there's Good. hope when we can have, you know, family programming on ABC that shows that and it's not a it's not a deal or a or a after school special. It's just part of life. I know, really. Yeah. I mean there's you know, there's certainly there's a there's a number of Facebook posts that are not not all that happy about it. <laughs> oh but like oh, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. honestly I'm sure a million moms are that. after you and, and all that <laughs> right? stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know they're so great, aren't they? Don't oh. you wish they were your mom? I, right, I, I, I do. do. I do. They, they actually are, but hey, it's, and it's right. oh yeah. no, <laughs> yeah, right. We have those moms, yeah. but that's okay because we survive. <laughs> but you know, like we like we learned from Taylor Swift, haters gonna hate, hate, hate. Hey, there you go. So, and you could be dancing to this sick beat. Exactly. So, you know. <laughs> Nailed it. Well, Jonathan Slavin, thank you so much for spending time with us on Outspoken. We're going to coax you back again because you're too much fun. Absolutely. Thank you so much. <laughs> Had a wonderful time and have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. You too, sir. All right. Be well. Be- and if you just tuned in, we just talked to actor Jonathan Slavin. He is co-star of the hit ABC sitcom right now that you can see on Friday nights at mm-hmm. 8.30, Dr. Ken with Ken Jeong, who is hilarious. Yeah. You've probably so seen funny. him on Community, which is a great sitcom. I love that I show. know. Or you might have caught his crazy antics on uh, The Hangover. Yeah. Which yeah, was, are so funny. He was in all of them, I think. He w- uh, yeah, he was. Whatever, so, seven or 19 great. they have of them, Before I don't know. Before we get into the Sports Minute today yes. and wrapping up the show, let's take a quick music break. Let's do it. This has uh, really quickly become one of my favorite songs. I know Jonathan loves this song. Love, love. Um, so we're just going to play it again. Uh, this is Ariana Grande with Dangerous Woman. Uh, and, you know. Because, Sergey, I feel like a dangerous woman. There you go. You are back with KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. I have to say, some people are like uh, personality coffee for me, and they just get me pumped up, and I'm excited, and I'm in a great mood, and Jonathan Slavin did that. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was he was relaxed. We were talking between, during the music break. He was relaxed for the minute he got on, and he rolled with the punches, he like, really did, though. You quote Taylor Swift, she, he will quote her right back to you. Yeah, and uh, he was a great guest. Uh, you and I both loved him. You really loved him. You almost proposed to him. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> We're used to that over I here. I just get really excited. I, I am always yeah, a yeah. fan. And, uh, see, I, Sergey's not impressed with my fandom. No, He's I love not. your fandom. I'm not impressed with the way you choose to deal with it because here's the thing. Um, you don't have to pr- You can control the proposals. I, I didn't you can propose. Control. Okay, thank you. That's true. I did not propose to Jonathan Slavin. He's married. Yeah, so that's why. And he I has, will not be a home. He has wrecker. too many pets for you. He, he has does, too he many does. cats. I've mm-hmm. got Roscoe. Roscoe's Roscoe is a high maintenance. He is boy, yeah. and I love him dearly. But I couldn't focus on anybody else if it was more than Roscoe. Well, yeah, and he's <laughs> used to being a single child, so he's he's he demanding. Is. He mm-hmm. is, and that boy is just adorable. You can't oh, say no him. to him. Like I he know. Want, he gives you that look, and you're like, oh. Fine. Oh, I got to. Yeah, Just right. He's yeah. too cute. Anyways, See, the boys are back. That. They we digress. That. Hey, it's been a while since we've done a little sports minute. That's right, it has. It has. And we love doing the sports minute for CCE Sports Network. And we're going to bring one on that's been quite a controversy most of the week. Yes. It does stem from the North Carolina bathroom bill law, mm-hmm. which is uh, crazy. Well, ESPN fired the baseball commentator Kurt Schilling over a transphobic tweet. Uh, Of course, he is one of their highest um, level of really these commentators in baseball. He's the most 
well-known and successful. He was a former pitcher for the Red Sox. Of course, he is known for being the hero of the 2004 World Series, which was against the Yankees. He helped bring the Red Sox to a successful win, even with an injured ankle. Yeah. So, I mean, he's known for this. But this week... Right. He's a great sportsman. We got it. But here's the thing. His tweets... Oh, wow. Uh, Basically... Uh, in comment on uh, the North Carolina bathroom bill, he basically says, uh, in summary, a men's bathroom is where penises belong. A woman's bathroom, not so much. Right? What's the well, big deal? What's the question? What's Leave it alone it. kind of thing. He, he's known to be a little... He's been suspended from ESPN yes. before. But that's not even what started it, that horrific statement. Um, what there started was a, it original was he put tweet. up a meme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the meme was basically a caricature of a trans person mm-hmm. uh, trying to get into a bathroom. It was dealing with the North Carolina law. Um, it was very insensitive, and it was very obviously yes. from a bigoted point of view. When that went up, two days later, ESPN said, no, mm-hmm. we're not going to. Mm-hmm. We we can't support you. We're not going to support you. Fired him. His reaction was that quote about thinking it's pathetic that we need laws telling us uh, uh, how to use a bathroom and him saying that a mm-hmm. man is a man. Mm-hmm. You know, this room is meant for penises. It doesn't sound like a caveman. Oh, yeah. This room meant for penises. Well, this then, room meant for women. It's like, what is wrong with you? First of all, a terrible impression of a caveman. But second, <laughs> oh, do you why? Know them? Yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> you don't know. Maybe that's how they talk. <laughs> I mean, is someone at the door checking for penises? And if there is, can I have that job, first of all? <laughs> but also, I mean, like, this is, it's so crazy that we're still here. This mm-hmm. has been going on for so long. Why are we so here? It's 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 not about your parts. No, really. it's no, and not it about shouldn't that. be. And here's the problem. First of all, you're right. The fact that it's still part of a national conversation. Yeah. Also, I think the lawmakers are, that are going around doing the RFRAs mm-hmm. or these oh bathroom bills are yeah. all a bunch of toddlers in preschool, and mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. And can we move on? Um, the other thing, though, is this conversation that's been going on really about the firing of Kurt Schilling. Yeah. The conversation is some people are saying. I think you're being too sensitive and maybe just suspend him and then bring him back and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I respect ESPN for taking a hard line. Yeah, thank you. Right. I get the fact that we think sometimes we're oversensitive. And truth is, sometimes the world is oversensitive. This is not one of those no, times. This, yeah, this because is appropriate. for gay people... And for trans yeah. people, the things that go on yeah. in our country affect our lives. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it is a serious matter. Exactly. And we need to exactly. have executives at big organizations say, yeah. this is not okay. And it is absolutely appropriate for the uh, NFL to fire him. And I think I'm ESPN. I'm gl- uh, ESPN, I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm glad that they took this stance on it we're mm-hmm. finally seeing you know okay well maybe they're not 100 percent. let's you know right. support support initiative for lgbt community but at least they're taking a hardline stance saying yeah no, discrimination here not we tolerated we can't do that well, that is where we need to what's be, even more least. disturbing is i read some interviews with, with kurt Schilling since yep. it happened and he's hiding behind right now that hey i didn't make up that meme someone else did it it's it's the black hole of social media here's the thing sir you didn't have to post it right so no you don't get to hide and pretend you have no responsibility exactly and guess what you followed it up with a horrifically bigoted statement after the fact so please tell me again why you don't deserve 
exactly. the you aftermath that has come from this. There is no way to justify it like that. You can't just find a racist picture posted and be like, well, I didn't draw that. Well, hey, someone else did it. I, I just, just posted it. it. You know what? No. It's the equivalent of laughing at a racist joke. That is, exactly. your laughter is support of that joke. Exa- yeah. It is, period. It is. You yeah. do have a responsibility yep. in your life. Mm-hmm. You don't get to choose everything you say. We talked about it earlier with yes. the comments from my article. Here's the thing. You and I had this conversation before you ever joined the show, and I'm not good at it, which was... We're in public. We can say things on the show that are pro- might get us in trouble a lot of times, more, mm-hmm. more, nine out of ten times. Um, might get us in trouble. People are going to have, we're going to do articles. We're going to do these things. Peop- not everybody's going to agree with us. Yeah. And we welcome that. Oh, but then in practice, it hurts. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, As yeah. a human being, it hurts to see that. But I know that's part of the game. Mm-hmm. That's part of what you you trade when you decide you want to be is. public. Um, the fact is, I have to say... I have to be able to stand up with that and, if I am in the wrong, be able to publicly take responsibility for that. Too mm-hmm. many of us are hiding behind this. What? It's not my fault. I was just sharing. And if you take don't let re- me share yeah. what yeah. I think, then you're wrong. Really? And see, and social media is such a blessing and a curse because, yeah. yes, you have this platform where you can share and you know be yourself and mm-hmm. connect to all these people, but... You're right. It's under scrutiny, especially yeah. if you're a public figure, especially because everyone can see it. Yes. It's out there. And your bigotry, you, be you can't. He even said in this in this interview mm-hmm. that I read that if my, my son is, has started a group at school that's for all people trans, gay, and I support him 100%. And if he came home and told me he wanted to be a woman, I would be disappointed because I'd want him to be a dad. Uh, but I would accept him. Really? Because let's talk. You, yeah. you talked about actions earlier. Yeah. Let's talk, because none of your actions actually they say don't that there's, support that. there's exactly. no truth to what you just said. Your you can't words, back it up. Nope, your words are empty, sir. Yeah. So I personally think ESPN took the right action. Yes, yes I they do did. not believe yes, that a suspension is appropriate. I think firing was the only appropriate response. But what do you think? Uh, do you think that the ESPN commentator... Uh, Kurt Schilling should have been fired over the transphobic tweet uh, that he put up on the internet? Or, you know, do you think firing's where it's at? Fire him or suspension? Where, where do you land on it? We want to hear from you, so always comment in the sections below. Thank you again to CCE Sports network for letting us have the sports minute hey i think the boys are getting pretty good at this. we're getting a lot better i mean with start <laughs> starting out at uh pitching in tennis i know to all the way to, to talking about espn I, I know, know what it means you know you did though exactly talk about the baseball pitcher uh and the nfl so i mean that was a little a little <laughs> here's the thing i didn't say we're perfect i said we came a long way exactly and that's all it counts I, so look, tune in look tune in every week and always look to the cce sports network for all the up-and-coming lgbt sports and athletes that uh, we love to talk Mm -hmm. about so thank Mm -hmm. you for that and we are wrapping up here uh it's 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 the last few minutes of our show but don't forget to join us in the next following weeks we're gonna have jeffrey johns uh from waiting in uh the wings waiting in the wings he's the director and the writer and the writer producer and it's (laughs) and it's funny it's funny watch it there's a sequel coming there is there (gasps) there's a sequel coming sally struthers has a great cameo in this one Mm -hmm. she's coming for the next one and guess what next fall sally struthers is coming to outspoken so because that's gonna be hysterical that woman she kills me. Oh, my God. She's a funny lady. So hilarious. Yes. And then that same day, uh, uh, May 8th, we actually have Martha Plimpton <gasps> on. I'm dying right now. Like, it makes me hyperventilate. Yeah, it You're clearly done. does. You prepare now okay. 
for the fandom that will happen mm-hmm. when Martha Plimpton comes Do on the show. Do I need to bring a helmet? You Padding. might, because you're like it. You know, you're like, oh, Jonathan's going in. I might propose okay. to her. I'm so excited. Oh wow! So I need to <laughs> bring helmet and padding for you. Yes, I'll bring. Yes. I'll bring a straight jacket. We're good. <laughs> okay, probably uh, more appropriate. Yeah, yeah like, we're ready for it. it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, May fifteenth, we have Jack and Draka. That's gonna be exciting. That's a smart show. I'm yes. not gonna lie. Yeah, this is the kid, uh, the 15 year old, right? Kid who he was 15 at the time. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. He was 15 at the time. Who discovered? Uh, what was it? For Early warning for cancer for pancreatic cancer. Mm-hmm. And you know, he made it so easy that it's just like like talk about diabetes. Yeah. It's just like doing the pin prick on your finger test for your blood glucose. You do it to find out, and it gets those early markers in your blood that say. There's pancreatic cancer. It's yeah. a huge, huge development. For a 15-year-old. Here's the thing. He's at Stanford right he's now. A ge- he's obviously a genius. Obviously. He is so crazy creative. So I can't wait I to talk to him. I am I'm too. excited. It's uh, going to be a... I, I, just to prove to all y'all, we can do smart shows. Oh, When haven't we done a right. smart show? And I'm excited to talk to him. Oh, let's talk about May 29th. Oh, who was coming on May 29th? You know, we have two amazing, amazing women coming on. Double uh, header. Double header. We have Latrice Royale, or as uh, Kurt <laughs> likes to call her, Let, Let us still say. Uh, <laughs> and the amazing Jane Lynch. That's going to be May my 20. favorite show. I'm excited. She's going on tour right now. Yes. Uh, Jane Lynch is absolutely amazing. Yeah, May 29th. So excited. I will hyperventilate on that show. Oh, Straight we jacket, have wanted Latrice for so long. Latrice is our girl. And to add Jane Lynch yeah. to that lineup, it's gonna I'm be sorry, amazing. it's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Then, June 19th. We have Bruce Valanche. I'm excited. Bruce Valanche has written for um, for Bette Midler. He, yes. He writes he for the Oscars, for mm-hmm. the Grammys. He's a comedian. He's been on Broadway. He was in Hairspray. Um, Bruce Valanche is absolutely hilarious. Hey, yes. Bruce is so a great documentary funny. about so his funny. life so and everything he's done. Bruce Valanche is going to be on the show. He's a legend on mm-hmm. June 19th. So we're excited for that. So look, the boys are working hard. We have, and I, I just want to say, uh, I'm impressed with our lineup. You should be <laughs> right? too. Uh, yeah. Curter has been working really hard to get all these Very people on hard. there. Uh, mm-hmm. So a big kudos, shout out to Curter behind the glass. Exactly. And He's currently in a business meeting. <laughs> he, he can't be constantly bothered. working. Can't be bothered with I, I the boys. Know. Yeah. If he's not chatting with the the guest that's supposed to be on the air, he's chatting with someone else. Then yeah. he's chatting. With <laughs> I don't. I don't think he listens. To no, be honest, no, he's like, oh, are the boys talking? Okay, oh, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> let them do their thing. <laughs> okay, Sergey. Well, we love it when you guys join us every week. Remember, you can join us next Sunday, same time, same place. Um, for all of your hot mess needs, go to hotmesssunday.com. <laughs>